Yeah. This is this is why I'm pro-choice. <laughs> that kid didn't that kid did not need to be here. Hey, do you guys like the fake sport where you put your fingers in a really heavy ball and then throw it down some hardwood flooring at a set of uh, sticks that have a little red tape around them? Well, that's great. Come on down to Frosty's, where we have the aesthetic of a 1970s hoarder um, and also a really old Coca-Cola machine. Um, if you take our shoes, we will send the police after you. Come on down. All right. Well, we are very excited to welcome a special guest, one that we've been kind of playing cat and mouse with for a minute here just because of scheduling. Um, and this was uh, someone who reached out to our friend Richard and said, we, I, I would like to be on the podcast. And I, if you reach out to Richard and say you want to be on the podcast, that's an immediate, like, we need to get this person on the podcast. It's desperate. And, it reeks of desperation. That's what have, it is. To have Dickie be a middleman, yeah, it's some, like those that it's the it's an odd sentence to say. Few and far between. Yeah. Um. So not even that it's desperate. It's just that Richard has such a small circle that for someone to reach out to him, I'm like, this person has to be fascinating. Yeah. And I a roundabout some- a roundabout way Duncan just said is that Richard has no friends besides <laughs> us. So. That was a backhanded insult. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like the way he wants it. Like he oh, would yeah. prefer he keeps it, it that like way. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could have many friends. He's just like, no, I'd rather sit in my house alone. Yeah, and he's like, a man that will like will like delete a phone number after a year of no conversation. <laughs> like his the, contacts yeah. are probably one page. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 twenty two people, and uh, six of them are family members. He recently revealed to me that he keeps all of his like messages on mute except for people he doesn't know so that whenever he gets a notification he knows it's urgent <laughs> yeah i kind of love that i think that that shows that i've started very organized. doing it. yeah yeah um but the only real information i got about our lovely guest michaela is that she made billy keen tap out the last time they were together so wow. can you please tell oh us that God. backstory <laughs> Oh God! Was it an arm bar? Was it a leg walk? Um, um, was it a rear naked choke? What were we doing? Okay, so basically, towards the end of the night, so our friend group has not obviously with COVID, it was kind of hard for people to get together throughout, especially with a lot of my friends living up closer to Boston. I'm like right at the top of Cape Cod, um, and honestly, I'm I'm not a homebody, but I definitely don't make an effort as much to go see my friends. I definitely am like a routine person. So finally, I actually had a super like busy week and my friends had reached out to me like, Hey, we're all going to get together on, I think it was May 15th. And I didn't put in my calendar. And I'm just like the type of person. If I don't put something in my calendar, it's like, it's not happening. It doesn't exist. So I didn't put in my calendar the day of, I don't know what I had going. Oh, I was driving to Connecticut the next day. And they're like, Oh, everyone's down to go out in Quincy tonight. I'm like, Oh my God, I did not remember this. Also, I'm joining the Coast Guard. Like, I'm leaving for boot camp on Tuesday. So, I've been cutting weight like crazy. So, that day, I had not ate anything except for like some lettuce, the like a cube of cheese. The, what the is Coast it? Coast Guard is like you have to get down to 10% body fat to join. 
Uh, no, I think literally they would have no one if that was the case, but I just have to cut like five pounds or something. Oh, okay. Don, my do grandfather they, Carl was like... in the Coast Guard. Your grandfather Carl? Yeah. yeah. He's, do he's you know rotund. him? He's rotund. I... <laughs> he, yeah, no, I don't know him. His but nickname I'm was sure... Dirty Louie. <laughs> I'll ask about him. They probably will remember him. Please, yeah, please small organization. Legit, he may have been like a cook. <laughs> that's great. No, that's like their. I think that's their favorite people is the cook because especially if you're out on a cutter or something, like if you're afloat, you need a good cook, and people know the boats that have the good cooks. Like that's a thing. So it's actually a pretty maybe cool job. I should join the Coast Guard. You could honestly Move back close to home. Thank you. Yeah. But so anyway, that day I had not ate anything. And then we went out and then I think I was just drinking like vodka sodas, but I, okay. An interesting thing about me. I did not drink until I was 21. Like did not touch a sip of alcohol. I, maybe I had like a sip, but I was like never drunk before I was 21. I'm a very law abiding person. Kudos so when, to you, except yeah. when you're in a car. Yeah. Then all the laws go out the window. Then all. Yeah. Okay. So, but Jackson, before you got on, we were talking about like the Bermuda triangle of traffic infractions and it was like eating food texting calling and well i guess that's four so it would be a square but okay speeding eating food and texting while while you're on the phone and if a cop doesn't pull you over shame on them but yeah. so hadn't really had i was about to say experience. a fifth thing but i'm not gonna say it <laughs> yeah don't say the fifth um hadn't really had much experience drinking before like junior or senior year of college honestly second semester senior year so in all honesty, I think I am still learning how to drink. Like I'm doing what people did their freshman year of college. So I don't even think like, oh yeah, we're going out. I'll just have like five vodka sodas after eating lettuce all day. Brutal. By the Perfect. end of the night, I was taking shots of Hennessy out of a bottle. I was wearing a Detroit Lions jersey. Don't know where I got that. A cowboy That's hat. Out. What I was had... the, uh, <laughs> whose jersey was it? Go I on. don't know. I just Golden... all of a sudden had it on. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. <laughs> Matt Stafford. <laughs> Um, I don't know who's the only jersey. two Lions players. I Barry feel like it was Billy, Billy Keen's jersey. So reach out to him after this and ask. It oh, might yeah. not have even been a Lions yeah, yeah. jersey. It was blue. But okay, whatever. So <laughs> I have this on and I have him like, we're playing spoons. And I feel like every single time that I've ever played spoons, it doesn't end well, especially if you're playing with girls. Like I have nails, you claw people. So I was just like grabbing people like around the throat and just dragging them down. And I ended up the next day, didn't really recall any of this. I had bruises on my entire back. Like, I think I literally body, like WWE body slammed him into the ground. So that is the story of me making Billy Keen tap out, I think. But I think I fought multiple people. And honestly, it's something I need to work on. Um, I think I've always loved fighting. Like, I've always been like, I want to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I want to do Muay Thai, all these different things. I've just never really gotten fully into it. But Whenever I drink, I don't fight girls out. though. Only men. Only That's men. Very I nice of you. That's kind. Yeah. Um, I recommend always. Uh, I find that there's a certain like going to jujitsu or something. There's a certain like animalistic thing that I need to like purge out of my system here and there. Like I just have to get that out. Do you roll? And, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Well, Super, you roll? super frequently. You roll? Gear, gear I, no gi. Uh, I go both sometimes. Okay, it depends. There's, it depends on my schedule, really, is what it is, because there's a bunch of different mm. classes. But 
Um, I also roll a pretty good blunt and I roll a fantastic joint. So the trifecta again, we're all about trifectas today. Sure. That's um, a theme. The yes. <clears throat> um, you brought it. Oh, so I'm just going to run through the things that I was told about you and then we okay. can get into other things. Um, Billy said she's going to the Coast Guard Reserve, which, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, you have a great singing voice. Oh, that's so nice. Whoever said that. I don't, it's not totally true, but that's really nice. <laughs> I like, and I enjoy singing. I enjoy singing karaoke specifically, but yeah. Go to karaoke. Go to karaoke song. <laughs> um, Hand in My Pocket by Alanis Morissette, because one time when I was like seven, my dad was like, you sound like her. And now that I know who Alanis Morissette is, I was like, that was kind of rough to tell a seven-year-old, but <laughs> thanks. You're like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm offended now for something you said m- multiple decades ago. And yeah. the last thing is I'm just going to read it word for word because it doesn't make sense as a sentence, but I think you'll understand it. He said, ask about Shay Dog, her friendly neighborhood dog dad. <gasps> Stop. Okay, so one day... We have this friend group. So at our college that we went to, there was companies and the companies like your dorm. So my second company, my dorm friend group is me, this kid, Dom DiPietro, Billy Keen, and Ryan McDonough. There's a few other pe- Oh, no, sorry. Matt like, Donovan. Um, There's like a bunch of people in it. Okay. But therefore- I was going to so ask we- a stupid question, but just keep going. Just, just okay. Keep going. So the four, sorry. there's more people. Sorry. No one's going to listen to this because no one cares about me, but sorry to everyone I left out. But the four of us went golfing near my house. And then after that, we went to this like outdoor dining place on the street. And if you wear anything that says our college's name on it, we went to Mass Maritime. Dickie went there as well. That's how I know him. Um, people just know the school, ask you about it. So this random guy just comes up to me and he's like, yo, I'm Shay Dog. And he's like 60, maybe. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's how her. he introduced himself. Yeah. And he's like, as a 60 year old, yo, I'm Shay Dog. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. He was like, y'all, he didn't say y'all. You guys go to Mass Maritime? And we're like, yeah, just kind of telling him about it. And I guess he's like boys with our Admiral, which is the president of our school, who's a super cool guy. I work for him. I work back at Mass Maritime. Love the Admiral, great guy. And this guy was like, oh, I'm legit best friends with him. And all of his buddies were just like, oh yeah, you're best friends with him. Like he must just tell everyone, yeah, I'm best friends with the Admiral. So I just see him every time I walk my dog around and his sister or something who lived with him in the summer, had three golden retrievers. I would walk my dogs by his house. One day he was just day drinking on his porch with like probably like 15 guys. And they were just like, hey coach. So I coached hey across and I was like, oh, what's up Shay dog? And he's like, do you want to come day drink with us? And I'm walking my two dogs and I'm like, yeah, obviously I do. So I literally just tie my dogs to like this post <laughs> on the front of his porch and just day drank with all of these like 60 year old guys but it was honestly a really fun day um yeah so that's my shay dog story that's first of all i think that we can uh come to a consensus that i will be someone who introduced myself as blank dog at at 60 years old dunk dog yeah yeah um is is your admiral's last name nelson (laughs) just checking what kind of lacrosse do you coach? Uh, JV, children. Oh, college, women's lacrosse. Oh, suck it, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Jackson, you coach? You coach I coach. Up? I coach JV. Where do you coach? Uh, Reading. Hi. Okay. They have a good program. 
we're undefeated. Yeah. We're all rockets. <laughs> I'm assuming men's men's lacrosse. No. Yes. Okay. This white male lacrosse. Okay. Shut um, up, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta, I gotta take every opportunity to kind of, you know, you know, um, did either of you watch Bo Burnham's new special? No, yeah. Don't spoil it. Yeah. I haven't either. So I found a TikTok account. I haven't watched it either, but I found a TikTok account the other day that it is just, I believe the handle is at expose Bo Burnham. And it was just the whole, all the videos we're trying to expose Bo Burnham for being a white supremacist and a misogynist and an ableist because of jokes he told on stage. No, and it uh, was. I saw something else. Uh, Ellie Camp Camp Kember. Yeah, she was Aaron. She was also has been ousted as a uh, member of the KKK for no particular reason whatsoever, other than no, it's no, Tuesday no. morning. Yeah. It's interesting like, we haven't had anything interesting going on in a while so the cancel brigade is like let's go find something to do but i was just, I... I was go so ahead. confused by the bo burnham thing because i was like is this a joke like is this many layers of a joke or is this someone who is so dumb that they're like the the man who stood on stage and said words for haha's is being serious and is actually a white supremacist yeah well i think it's interesting that you bring that up not just specific to bo burnham i mean bo burnham is someone who started out in the youtube era making videos i think he had that like lofted bedroom and remember yes. he used to like make songs on yes. his piano it was fantastic um, like, hard math I was just just watching like a bunch of videos with my co-workers i'm bo yo i'm the greatest rapper I'm bo, ever you know, whether perf- whether the perfect I'm woman better or not the perfect yes, woman is about helen woman. keller Yes, that was one of the videos. They were like, he's an ableist. And oh, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Correct, but that's very funny. That's a good joke. Helen so Keller shut will up. forever be the butt of everyone's joke. I mean, like, that's <laughs> not. There's just she so many know. things. He didn't yeah. reinvent the wheel. People have been making fun of Helen Keller forever. But I think my point that I was going to make, I think now with stand up comedy, definitely. So it's interesting. You guys have a podcast. And I think there's been this overlap of Hollywood, comedy, musician. And a lot of it, I think, ties back to like the Joe Rogan experience. And he's connected so many people to the genre who were never stand-up comedy fans. So now all these people are getting Netflix specials. And honestly, I feel like on Netflix, now they even have that random thing. It's like, oh, I don't know what to watch. Pick something for me. So you have people who have no business and don't even understand like how complex it is to put together a set for stand-up comedy, judging it as if these people are saying it with like true intent of this is what I believe rather than what you said of, oh, you know, I'm going to say the shocking thing because that's what's funny. And I feel like that's what's happening here. But the Ellie Kemper thing really surprised me because I mean, she's great, great actress, loved her in Bridesmaids, loved her in The Office. She's done so many different things, but she's kind of like a B or C list celebrity. So that's an interesting one for them to target in my opinion yeah and it was also like um because i watched shout out kfc uh at barstool the one minute mm-hmm. man on this because i was like there's no way i'm actually doing research on this um and he was saying that it's like this like kind of weird organization thing like almost like a church like like a group kind of that was founded in like 1873 
And then it was like, not, it was like, quote unquote, to like, to celebrate the current power structures. So it was like very weird wording, but then they like rebranded in the seventies and started allowing like everyone to join. And like, they were like, yeah, black people, Jewish people, like whoever, just come on in. And they rebranded and like changed the name and they started doing things differently. And then years later, Ellie Kemper was like, oh, I guess she just like grew up in it. Like she comes from old money. So then like she became a part of it and it's like, she didn't like actively choose necessarily to like be a right. part of that. It was just kind of like her family was there and it's like, what are we going to blame her for the 1873 fucking whatever they were doing? Like, I don't get it. It's speaking weird. Of the Bi- speaking of the Bible, thou shall not punish the son for the father's sins. You clearly know way more of the Bible than I do. And, I, and I've seen Dumb and Dumber. So. Yeah. <laughs> he is a man of culture. He is much more worldly than I. I'm eating cabbage right now, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just a regular guy. Just a regular guy out here. In case regular anyone guy felt with intimidated. Great hair. Yeah. Um, but back to the, like, stand-up comedy thing. The other thing for me is, like, Bo Burnham takes so much. Like, to me, his version of stand-up comedy is so much more complex than just like what like for example like Bert Kreischer always talks about like one of his favorite things to do to make a joke is to say something crazy and then like have to defend yourself but Bo is like I'm gonna say something crazy in a song and then I'm just gonna ignore you and keep going with it yeah and it's like all it's like again melding that like music and comedy and it's like it seems so much harder and then you add on the fact that he is deathly afraid of like going on stage. And is, it's just yeah, like, it's... why are we going after Bo Burnham? He is the sweetest, gentlest human. He is uber self-deprecating at this point in his career now. Like, yeah. I, I, again, I've only through J-Mac and my brother have uh, like seen a lot of his stuff is like very introspective and like, excuse me, calling out his own flaws. And he just happens to be making similes and metaphors to outrageous things like that are like the connection to the two of his agoraphobia or if, uh you know uh incompetence in certain things and then he makes like a dick joke and people are like yeah. how could he say that and it's like he's making fun of or his it's own like faults. in honor of pride month he was like i'm a gay sea otter i'll blow other dudes out of the water no and it's just like that's very nice of him he's paying homage to a very special yeah. month in our society Today was the first but, day. Um, happy happy you know, Pride Month from the Toronto Zone Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. <clears throat> yeah. Jackson, how little would it take for you to tongue kiss me? <laughs> Already did it, dude. And um, <laughs> not much. Nothing. I would give that. I mean, I would here's, give back. <laughs> here's something I wanted to ask you is are you going to film your wedding? Sarah, are we going to film our wedding? Yeah. Okay, so here's an idea. Can we? Yes. The he night can, he's already starting to laugh. He's like, can on board. we? Already on board. The, the Whatever night you before say, yes. the wedding, yes. I, I dress up in a wedding gown with a veil, and we go into the thing, and we recreate it. Like the I wedding ceremony. a dress. Exactly. And then you guys just do the wedding, and you can have the original, but then you give the footage to me, and I'll just cut in 
like you lifting up my veil and then kissing me and then just have a separate version where you and I get married. We got we got my version <laughs> and then we got everyone else's version. The one that I keep to myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. All right. Hey, I'll, uh, so I'll get I'm, fitted I'm, for a dress. I'm learning all the uh, caveats to getting married. Um, I can't like we can't like sleep in the same room together the night before. I think so. I'm sleeping with someone and. And it's gonna be me, buddy. It's gonna be Duncan's, Duncan. Yeah. Duncan's on the short list. It's gonna be Dunk Dog. Duncan's batting cleanup. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to clean up. Oh no. That was <laughs> that was a bow burning joke. That's no, that's me and him just being right here. Really gay. Mm. Really gay. You're really gay. Yeah. Insane. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. Um, so the f- very first this is the the Instagram story that I was beyond baffled by. Um, if you had to pick one of these two items to get rid of forever and ever, and you could keep the other one, and this is all forms of said item, would you pick vinegar or mustard? So at Ooh. first glance, this seems like kind of easy, but like kind of weird. But then you think about, if you get rid of vinegar, you don't have balsamic vinaigrette anymore. You don't have salt, like vinegar rice chips. wine vinegar. You don't have salt and vinegar chips. Vinegar is a very important ingredient in a lot of things. But then mustard, you don't have Dijon mustard. You don't have mustard for your hot dogs. You don't have mustard like the brown grainy mustard you get with a pretzel. So or like most important, most important, Duncan, the Snyder's of Hanover honey mustard pretzel bites. Big facts. Those are the best snack. I could eat a whole Big bag, family-sized bag. Honey mustard across the board as a salad dressing, as a whatever you want. Um, yeah. Spicy mustard with like Chinese food. That's out the window. See you later. So this is a really tough one. We can also get into another conversation if, if we may after this, because yes. I, have, I have a bone to pick with like the world, but let's leave it at that. <laughs> could go in so many directions as i'm usually does he's up vin- vinegar the is the world vinegar as you said is such a uh and an uh essential opponent com- component to like a lot of like uh like generic things like you'll be like vinegar excuse me and everything however though mustard seed is in a lot of other things too the other thing that i did i just thought of is that vinegar is a very important uh ingredient in a lot of cleaning like you soak something in vinegar and it cleans all the shit off of it. Do you? Has clean anyone ever tried you, Duncan? I actually do. Yeah. You do. Is do any... you, Jackson? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, you're getting live... married, so you're not going to clean again. Yeah. <laughs> um, has anyone ever tried since we were getting on the vinegar uh, cleaning? Has anyone ever tried using mustard to clean things? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you seen this little kid on TikTok? And his whole TikTok feed is him pouring different things on his carpet and trying to clean it out with a spoon yes yes y'all crazy you i guess you want me to put peanut butter on my carpet and literally he'll just his mom's like sleeping on the couch in the background this woman probably works three jobs and this kid is dumping a thing of jar of peanut butter onto the rug and he has like one of those thick thick rugs like shag carpeting yeah, taking yeah. a spoon and just and then pours different like 
random cleaning products on it and it's never clean at the end he's like All <laughs> he right, just like wipes good. it with a paper towel and then he's like yeah good enough yeah this is, this is why i'm pro-choice <laughs> that kid didn't that kid did not need to be here that kid does not need to be here <laughs> cripes are you like just ah! the, the the idea of just that's it and there's so many i hate it because so many other people are like telling him to do it i hate it like, all you're doing great. Uh, I know that really got to Jackson because he was temporarily incapable of uttering a full <laughs> sentence or even a full thought. <laughs> oh, like man. that's like I see my kids doing something, and I like genuinely stare at them, and I'm like, "What? How did that thought to do that thing get in your mind? Like, how did it get there? How what? did it get there?" What combination of like electrons and neurons yeah. and whatever the fuck else had to combine for you to have that thought? It's sometimes it amazes me because I'm like, wow, this is a really creative kid. He's he's creatively doing something mind blowingly stupid. <laughs> like, like it takes it like he's he's his right brain. His creative brain is going banana land right now. <laughs> but the and left side, the logical side sleep is asleep. Do you have a son, Jackson? No, I teach middle school. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, so wow, same, same. Son. But do you same, feel same. like just many being sons. a teacher? Do you feel like it's nature or nurture? Like, do you think, oh my gosh, this kid is born this way, or are you like, nurture. oh, nurture? Big, yeah, big I'm a huge nurture, nurture guy. guy. I agree. Nurture. Never having any interaction with children, I 100 because you can even see it in like people our age. You're just like, it, oh, I met your parents. This is all making sense now. It is both um, because there's a, a small majority of, of children that I teach where, I'm, where it's like uh, a chemical imbalance. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it doesn't matter. You could have, you could have Heathcliff Huxtable um, from the Bill Cosby show as your father, an amazing dad, Every episode. as a character, <laughs> as a character, <laughs> as a character. Um, and you could still turn out like a, a ding dong. Um, but then Speaking a lot of, of times, canceled comedians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then a lot of times it is nurture where I'm like, what, where was, uh, where was dad on that one? For sure. I'm also fascinated by the idea of like, um, how, like, this is going to be a quick tangent because it's not very funny. It's just more of a thought is like how our parents upbringing affects the way that they brought us up. And then like something that happened a century ago is impacting how we think now. <clears throat> one of the one of the most poignant things in my life that I remember, and I tell my friends this to this day, and they're just like, that is so whack. My mom, every time, you know, you go to like sports tournaments or whatever, you stay at a hotel. Every single time that I went to a hotel as a kid, I was told like, if you walk alone in this hotel and walk by these doors, there's someone waiting to pull you into the room and they're never gonna find you because- there's thousands of doors in here. By the time they find you, you're dead. And I'm like, what happened to this woman? And you're Early like seven, just like. I'm seven and I'm processing. Like, terrified of doors. <laughs> just every I time. am. Yeah. God forbid you go to Home Depot. Taken. Oh my gosh. So many doors. My, I feel like my childhood was, was just like that. Like there's always some, there's always a gotcha, but it was mm. on more menial things. Like don't eat the mint Milano cookies because there's alcohol in them. 
and those are our your parents' al- uh, cookies. And I went through a majority of my life being like, you can't eat, you can't eat Milano cookies. There's alcohol <laughs> in them. That was one of the most brilliant things that we have ever uncovered. Oh, yeah. That this. was my mom. She was like, don't eat the mint Milano Genius. cookies. They're adult cookies. And I was like, okay, they're adult cookies. They're in the, they're in the cabinet and I don't touch them. Smart woman. No, everyone has had it. Don't turn the light. We've talked about this. Yeah. yeah two episodes we've... Ago. Don't turn the light on um, in the car while they're driving because yep. your parents will go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was my parents told me we'd get pulled over. Yeah, that's it. It was either yeah. or. And I would be like, but I thought you said you'd go blind. And you're like, that's who. <laughs> Both you're of like, them. Very good. They're all you true. were listening. I almost got you there. My gripe with the world, really quickly. Yes. My gripe with the world is um, too many people find the necessity that they need to use sauces with every food that they have. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm in a minority where I will eat french fries potatoes chicken anything and i don't need a sauce and i get weird looks from one person that i end up having lived with um (laughs) and uh that person has we we have a lot of these little bowls like that big sauce galore and i'm like it's it's another step between food on plate food and mouth like that doesn't need to be that middle step either put the sauce Put the sauce on the food or just don't have the sauce. Okay, so, I'm, I'm with you there. I think the only exception to the sauce rule is uh, nuggets. I think if you're eating chicken no, nuggets. Don't, don't eat it. Yeah, but if you go to McDonald's, I'm getting mm-hmm. sweet and sour sauce. That's because no. those chicken nuggets are gross. I'm sorry, yeah. McDonald's chicken nuggets are not good. Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. Oh, weird side tangent because you guys have done weird side tangents. So... One of my greatest fears. You don't say. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. So one of my greatest fears has always been, I really try to eat healthy. Like my whole life, I've, I like healthy foods. It's not like I don't like them, but my one weakness for all my life was Wendy's crispy chicken snack wraps. Oh my God. And they discontinued them. And there was this, there was this meme and it was this guy outside Wendy's holding a sign. And it was like, whoever got rid of the snack wraps, your mom's a hoe. And I was like, I showed it to my mom who does not ever say like any bad word. And she was like, yeah, like like, he is a mom is a hoe. (laughs) Yes. And, um, but my greatest fear has always been that I pull out. So near where I live, there's like a main road and there's a Wendy's and then there's a McDonald's like right across the street from each other because yeah, America. Yeah. And so when you pull out, like, you're, you're taking your life into your own hands at that point. And I, my greatest fear has always been like on the front page of the newspaper. I got hit coming out of the Wendy's drive through just like T-bone on both sides. My body sprawled out and I was like in the middle of eating a snack wrap. <laughs> and that's all that the news reports. Like that's my legacy is that I died. That's like, like the front page picture. Front yeah. page is me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the outline yeah. of my body and in my hand is a snack just, wrap like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I didn't let go of it, and, I'm just and like, then like oh. you open, you flip the page, and the second page is a chalk outline of you with just a snack wrap laying in the middle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit and of cheese like, on lettuce. There's just so many snack, snack, snack wrappers, mayhem. like wrappers in your car, and they're just yeah. like, what was she doing with her life? <laughs> and this is the, the caption: she got snack smacked. Whoa. That's, that's like a whole, that's, that whole is, is just a whole fear. <laughs> you, you're, so the fear anyone, of it's evolved into a, a catchy phrase. 
yeah so if anyone ever watches this and that's how i die in my untimely death please use that phrase thanks this this does bring me to like uh overarching kind of like question is who is deciding to like discontinue things on all these fast food chains menus you know who what focus groups it's the, the 1%. same people who like the sauces it's the one yeah. percent it is the, the 1%. people that are like like they but then i'm then it makes me think about like all those tv shows that i see where they're like it's a comedy show and they're like uh you know like uh what is it called like uh mar- not marketing but like uh crowdsourcing ideas and everything and they bring people into like the office and i'm oh, like, like the japanese prank shows no, 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 no. Where they like uh, they bring them in, but and they're yes. like, Wendy's but, is yeah. thinking about you know discontinuing the snap wrap. How does that everyone? How does everyone feel? And they're like, yeah, um, that I like. How who is going to those? No one is in it, that room would say, yeah, yeah. I hate the snap wrap. Everyone in that room, there's something you can like about it. That's oh, I I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is there's a a very small group of people? I would almost like compare them to the Illuminati. That are going to these like focus groups. Yeah, focus groups. That's what I meant. To say. Yeah, and they're being like, yeah, the snack wrap is terrible. You guys need to take it off the menu. And they're actively impacting the rest of our day to day lives. Here's, and it has, yeah. it has to be a conspiracy between these people. There's no other explanation for why we're losing things left and right off the Taco Bell menu. We're losing stuff off the McDonald's menu. They just took off the spicy fucking McChicken. Bullshit. Here's here's big brains going. Gears yes. are spinning yeah. out of control in my head. Hold up, you guys said um, the word conspiracy, and that brings me to my segment, which I know it's your show, <laughs> but I decided I have a segment on your show called This or That. So, gentlemen, question one of This or That for Duncan and Jackson. Yeah. If you had to support and live the rest of your life supporting one tinfoil hat conspiracy do you pick and you have to like live amongst these people and convince everyone are you picking aliens are real or jfk was a mafia hit which one of those are you living the rest of your life in those circles convincing people of i'm taking both because i already live in the aliens are real circle no and i also think that um drill killer was a a mafia hit he is a drill killer the JFK uh, mafia hit, those people somewhat live in reality. And they probably take it like way too seriously. Like there's not like fun had with the conspiracy. It's like they're like internet threads and they're like getting angry at people for like misspelling there. Th- that's those people because <laughs> this conspiracy is, is, is set in reality. Wait, the can I clarify people, something? Hold on. Did yeah. you itch? say that aliens are or aren't real? Yeah, I was going to ask about that as well me i think that you are assuming that everyone operates within your reality and answering this question well, because based on my limited interaction with duncan i think m- you might think aliens are real maybe not aliens are 100 maybe real. reality isn't the right word but it is based in like there's a lot of context there's, yeah this context to it yeah it's like it's not a huge leap to get to and there's the, also like there's proof the of the event up, yeah. there yes, is exactly. a literal picture and like video of the event, whereas and those we don't people, really have concrete proof of aliens. Those JFK people, they're gonna bring out all of those documents, all the pictures and everything, and they're like, they like, I have it, and like, my, I'm like right and everything. I think the alien people, like, 
they're a little bit more like laid back. You got the crazies, like the tinfoil hat people, but I think there's a, like, even in the tinfoil hat people, there's a little bit of, um, uh, not skepticism, but just like uh, optimism to like it potentially being wrong. And they're just like, okay. And they're like, they're very fun, fun going people. I think the alien people. So I'm choosing, I would die on the alien hill because I think I'm just better suited to be with those fun loving people. What do I'm saying is I think, think the alien- aliens are real. What I, what I, no, I do think they're real. What I'm no, saying I'm is I think Michaela. the- Oh, do I not think that they are? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think definitely I grew up pretty straight edge. Like I said, I didn't even drink until I was 21. So I feel like so many things in my life always fit in this nice, neat little box. And I just liked everything just so. And lately, honestly, I'm a huge Joe Rogan podcast fan. And I really like that podcast because honestly, kind of similar to you guys, you talk about so many different things. You never know who the guest is going to be. And it gets you thinking Jackson, about things. We just you... got compared to Joe Rogan. No, 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 not talent-wise. I've been just telling myself that every day. You're Joe Rogan, you're Joe Rogan, you're Joe Rogan. <laughs> I've been manifesting it. shaving his head and doing DMT and like I sitting did, in a sauna every day. I did get very high last night and I was like, what if I did shave my head again? I don't know if you have the bone structure. It. Oh, wait, you already did I it. I don't know if I did. You used to I've do it. I've done it once. I, used, I did it once when I had like a beard. I don't I have the beard. bone structure. Okay. What I was going to say is I think I think alien people are liberal people. JFK Mafia people, they're conservative people. Really? Taking a real lot. Uh, I guess, real I, guess I would think there. in their yeah. thought process, I try not to, um, how do I say this? I, I've gotten, especially lately this past year, I've gotten so sick of people. It's like liberal and conservative because I think most of America is middle America. Like we take yes. ideals from both. And but I do, th I agree in liberal in your thought process. Like you are open to progress or new information because I, when I think of conservative, I think of how I used to be. And I don't mean it politically, but like I wanted confirmation bias. If in I bought something already, I wanted everything in the outside world. Like yeah. I'm the person who's Google searching the thing that's going to make me feel better about what I think rather than, oh, there's a world of possibilities. Yeah, so yeah. to answer it's your alien question, I think it could be real. Um, I haven't really looked that much into it, but I want to see what you guys thought. I think I if have, you believe okay. in in outer space, in aliens, in life outside of this planet, there is no way in hell that you also believe in states' rights. So, <laughs> really, I feel like I. I think your bigger picture, big government. You're very I liberal. Have, I have another. Out. Would you rather if you had to commit to one of these two causes? This is more recent. Would you rather commit to QAnon or anti-vax? I think That's committing to anti-vax is way easier because you can come up with a number of things to support. Like, but there, I'm saying there are the scientists. people. Would you rather hang out with QAnon people or anti-vax people? Oh, if I'm just in for a good time, I'm hanging out with QAnon. Anything 100%. Yeah, anti-vaxxers are a bunch of like Karens, right? Yeah, pretty much. And dumb people. You went on this, but there's pretty <laughs> no, bright people. Don't put them all in that category. <laughs> Just did. I think there's anti-vax people who might have some life. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, let me preface it. But I think there's people who have life experience that shapes why they are the way they are, similar to the nature versus nurture thing. So I don't think someone's necessarily unintelligent no. for believing that, but I think they're only exposed to information that again like supports their confirmation bias in that way.
But I think that makes sense. I think I'm taking QAnon because if you're like hanging out with anti-vax people all the time, I think you're never like you maybe you end up at like an Applebee's on the weekend or whatever. <laughs> but then QAnon, it's a Wednesday afternoon and you're fucking at Nancy Pelosi's desk. And you're, you're like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm having a great fucking time. You're having a rave in Area 51 and you're like, yeah, right. exactly. You're like, you're like, where, when, when do the aliens get here? Yeah. This is true. Okay. To take back my segment yes. that Duncan <laughs> took over. Okay. Next question. Actually, it's not really a question. Next, this or that. Betrayal versus ghosted. Which would you prefer? Being betrayed or being ghosted? Are we I like to live ignorantly, blissfully ignorant. So I'm, if I get ghosted, I'm just going to be like, damn, that sucks. But it's like, I'll never know. And I'm okay with that. I think there's betrayal in it. I think that um, it does make a difference whether the person is like, like how long I've known this person. Like if this was just someone like I recently met and then they just like ghost me, that's fine. I don't care. But if this was like someone like, for example, if Richard all of a sudden just stopped talking to me, I would be so confused. You would be like, he's in Fallujah. Yeah, I would be like this, like, it would just eat me alive at night. I'd be like, what did I do to him? Like, what caused this? But then on the sa- the other hand, the same thing would happen if Richard all of a sudden pre- betrayed me one day. I would, the same exact thought. You process. think he would be so, introspective? Like, what did <clears throat> I do to get betrayed? Yeah, yeah. Really? like, what did I do to bring this on? Like, why did he hmm. decide yeah, there's, there's a lot to more... stab me in the back? I feel like there's a, a larger weight of... um. Uh, of guilt and self-regret which i have plenty of um and i don't need the betrayal part to to happen as well no. if it, i'm ghosted I think I'm, I think I'm with you there yeah i'd yeah. rather just like come up with a conclusion on my own and then just move on with it instead of also having to deal with getting stabbed in the back mm. so i'm taking mm. I'm, we're, we're team ghosted Okay, interesting, because <clears throat> i when i did this thought definitely betrayal and maybe it's just because of how i am but I think that my mind is way too creative to get ghosted by, I agree with you, Duncan, about how long have I known this person? What's the relationship? But if I got ghosted by someone I really cared about friend relationship, my mind would concoct the craziest thing. I think I would be going through every word I ever said to this person. Whereas I think if, well, I wouldn't say I've been betrayed, but I've definitely been wronged. And I just cut those people off. Like you're dead to me, you're done. And that's so much easier to me than the people that have kind of just like drifted out of my life. And I'm like, Oh, what did I ever, what did I ever do? Like your mind just runs rampant. So that's why I would pick the trade because just easier to cut ties. Can I ask yeah. you how your brain works? <laughs> like, so based on are you science like, are you, or no, are you like, uh, you, you like you had just mentioned, you like think about something and you go through like all these possible situations. Um, have you ever done that so much that at the very end you come out and you're like, it's okay. I do that constantly. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like you start the you start the unraveling of your mind and it's a very negative place. And then like maybe four hours later, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. I have to get grounded somehow to get back mm. to it. Yeah, you go through every possible scenario and then the outcome, like you're like, okay, I think I'm a very rational person. So for example, we went to like a boat boating school and I'd never been on a boat before. And I was terrified of going out on boats. Like it was 
I'd never been on a boat. What a but choice. when I actually started really reading statistics about like boat accidents, I don't know, like, you know how they say it's more dangerous to drive a car than crash on a flight or whatever, not more dangerous, but more likely that was the same thing with boats. Get and I'm like, okay, an yeah, it's not going to sink. So I think I'm like that with life too. I just have to go through every possibility. And then I'm like, okay, what's the statistical probability of this happening? It's probably not going to happen. And then also what I do, we talked about like crowdsourcing information. If I'm trying to make a difficult decision or I'm thinking something through, I'll talk about it with anyone who will listen. It's honestly brutal. Like my coworkers who are like 30 and have kids, I'm like, so I went on a date with this guy and he looked at me like this. What do you think that means? He's like, I'm trying to just like work nine to five and I do go home to my family. I can't. I let it slide into like random. I let it slide into random conversation. Would Would we like to do this now? Because something happened to me, and I'm I'm looking to to talk. Yeah, about I want to know what happened to you. All right, um, blood was in the stool today. Good, bad. What should I do? <laughs> do you? Your wife said I'm not marrying you. She fiance. just no. She she nervously looked at me and she's like, really? <laughs> do you have hemorrhoids? No. I I think I just had know, a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's uh. Duncan, are we all been? Duncan's there. like, oh yeah, that's fine then. No, I think if, I think a little if blood in the stool is a little healthy. So, okay, my grandmother had uh Stop, like a, a a colon cancer scare because oh, okay. she was just like filling the bowl with blood instead of poop. That would be concerning. Just a little bit of blood, nah, it's fine. For all the listeners who had the moving. bingo card where Duncan talked about his grandmother's <laughs> uh, hemorrhoid blood, check it off. <laughs> it was colon oh, cancer, not hemorrhoids. God, Sorry. just so we're being clear. Okay, um, actually. Wait, 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 wait. I think that the way my brain works is if I got ghosted by someone I was close to, I would just concoct a story as to why they had ghosted me. And then I would just like, like I have a platform in which I can just, I would just talk about it constantly about like, yeah, like just like why, like my made up story of why this person stopped talking to me. Would you? Oh, Okay. Duncan, that's actually very interesting because I, okay, I'm definitely not a liar. Like growing up lying, is like probably the worst thing you could do in my house, but I definitely stretch the truth and I don't know if that's the same thing, but lying and walking around in a hotel. Can't do it. Can't do either. (laughs) So whenever someone, whenever it's anything bad happened or like, I thought I looked bad, I would always like get ahead of the story. And I would tell people like, oh yeah, this thing happened. And I wasn't lying, but I would definitely frame it in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah gives them context for like, oh, she's not crazy. Like this person did this because of this. And then by the time that other person got to them, they were like, "Mm, I know the story behind this. And I'm like, I fooled you all. I have you all wrapped around my finger. It's not a lie if you believe it. Yeah. I And honestly, so many things I'm like, I've convinced myself that's what really happened. So I have kind of gone the opposite direction in which it's not... I don't care about looking bad because I really don't care about my image. Yeah, look at you. Um, <laughs> it's more just like, okay, like I saw this thing happen today. What's one more detail I can put in there that makes this story funnier? We haven't oh, talked I've done about that this yet, Dunk. Life. I do that all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah all, all the, the time. time. But yeah, do you guys yeah. like no, attention? Fantastic. Like as a kid, did you like getting attention? Yeah, we were the two kids in class that were the center yeah. of attention at all times. Little kid, probably not. Like I, I like I think young, I had like a lot of self consciousness. But then, like yeah. I, honestly, probably like eighth grade, I was like, "Fuck it, 
and then it was like jokes galore look at me daddy we always make this comparison that like when we were in class together there was one specific class you know like the muppets the two old muppets that were up in the balcony that was us and we were always just like talking over the teacher just like vibing off of each other just like had making fun of kids making fun of the teacher had no regard for what the teacher wanted us to do in class we were just like no this is actually our show um so if you could kind of just keep it over there that would be perfect would they try to split you guys up like you sit on opposite sides i think they tried that once and we just sat together and we were like what are you going to do about it she she made me move a desk over and the very next day i moved back and she was like and we were like, okay, yeah, give us detention. We'll gladly come back after school and do the same thing to you for another yeah, fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, please let us hang out with an audience. I, yeah. Yeah. I think, no, I like think teachers were afraid of giving us detention because they were like, we don't want to have to see you more than we already do. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you're already so annoying. I don't want to see you like after you leave my classroom. Yeah. It's just easier that way. But I think when you like attention, adding my family like when I tell a story I think they just take it with a grain of salt at this point because they know I'm adding something in to a little razzle dazzle I can't just it could be the best story ever and they'll be like what is the thing that she added to embellish this story because there's something and honestly I feel like I do it as a public service because I know I'm not that good of a storyteller so I'm like what can I add in to beef this up like so people want to listen to this story are you the type of person where if someone that you're friends with starts telling a good story but you know that they're going to tell it poorly you (laughs) you force them to shut up and then you tell the story because i do that all the time Um, we both do that really badly (laughs) i think i have certain friends for example this weekend I went to Tampa with my friends. We did like a girls weekend. And when we came home, we flew into TF Green Airport in Providence and my friend's boyfriend came to pick us up and something happened right before we left the airport. And she deferred to me to let me tell the story. And I was like, word, like you acknowledge you, but she acknowledged that. And honestly, it was kind of her story to tell, even though it was about me, but she let me do it. And I'll tell you the story is that I my friend was like super bougie and bought a seat up front on the plane, even though we were flying together. Shout out to Jamie. Love you. But that was bougie of you. So I was in seat. No like longer 20... a good friend. <laughs> no, good friend. But come on. I was in seat 20B and she was like in 5A with extra leg room. So she got off the plane first when we landed in Providence. I'm in the back. Um, there's like four people behind me. And as I'm getting off, there's one kid in front of me who I sat next to. And then there's a woman and her husband in front of them. And when they're getting off the plane, I thought the woman's foot got caught in like that little space in between the plane and the, the little crevasse, the crevasse. I thought her foot got caught in there because I just Wait, heard the, like, the, the physical plane and like the runway, jet like the, bridge. The, the little, the little the, yeah, jet the bridge. bridge oh, thing. Oh my God. Yes. So she went down hard and I heard her fall, but I didn't see anything because the kid in front of me was blocking me. And all of a sudden she was just unconscious, like non-responsive. They get her into a wheelchair. This now is a fantastic story already. <laughs> so it's me and like four people behind me. My friend has been off the plane. She was like the fifth girl to get off. She was like, has her little Lululemon stuff all together. Oh, I'm going home. She's out there waiting for me for like seven Just so you know, minutes. I already hate this girl. <laughs> Stop. No, she's a nice girl. So seven minutes goes by and a woman who is like a nurse gets off the plane and she's like, Oh, what's going on? Is anyone left? Like, did I miss my friend coming off? 
And she was like, oh, there's only one girl left and she's having a medical emergency, which was not true. There was like six people left on the plane. So my friend is out there when I come out in a full panic sweating because she thought I was stuck on the plane having a medical emergency and they like wouldn't let her get back on. And I told her, I was like, listen, that's why when you fly with someone, you sit together because this would not have happened if you didn't get seat 5A. (laughs) This is why you always leave a note. There's yeah. always money in, money the, banana in the banana stand. stand. But moral of the story, she let me tell that story to her boyfriend. And I was That's like, a good friend. you're a true friend. Mm. I feel like we do this to our friends quite frequently in which like, well, now they all know our secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they all know our secret. So sorry, guys. I, I feel like definitely Richard is someone who defers to us to let us tell stories. He definitely, definitely... likes to operate in the shadows. Yeah, he's not a center. Of he also no, has. No. Yeah, he has. He has no concept of how to dress up a story he's also like an old he's an old man in the fact that he's just like i'm too tired to talk (laughs) you tell it yeah yeah. no but he does have some fantastic stories and if you get a good story out of him it is very funny he's actually very good at it but he has to be in a particular mood yeah he's he's uh he's a big uh laugh through the entire story and just never gets it out and i'm like come fuck on so did he not have the nickname dicky in high school is that like a college thing he did did. he did okay i'm just checking um none of us were original enough no i just thought well honestly so in college we had this friend in our group his last name's rocket but his first name is james but everyone called him like jimmy jim or rocket like no one called him james and he started dating this girl our senior year again such a sweet girl went to school with her great girl but she it was our second semester of senior year. I was single. I'd been in a three and a half year relationship. All our friends are single. We're like, we are going to have. Did you, did you buy everyone Bud Lights? <laughs> I did buy everyone Bud Lights one night, uh, Duncan. Yes. I don't know who yes. you talked to about that. But Richard. <laughs> our friend, <laughs> Richard was not there, but our no, friend Rocket was... got into a relationship with this girl when it's supposed to be like fun, single senior year. And she would call him James and no one else called him James. She'd be like, Oh, James. Oh, James. And we were all just like, Oh, James. it literally, you know, when Jackson's dad in that scene where he loves where he's like, Oh, that was all of us every time. James, James. So um, yeah, some people Richard's just like girlfriend calls him rich. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. What Emma, you got to like cut that, that out. Emma, stop it. It's Dickie Emma or Richard. Emma is not there's listening no, this far. There's no image. Dickie's own parents call him Dickie. Yeah. So you hop on the bandwagon, Emma. <laughs> Gotta be original. Yeah. But speaking of Dickie and Dickie being an old man, that leads us into our next segment or our next Mom's topic tough. in my segment. Old people versus babies. Oh, old people. Yeah, old people. I agree, old people. Why? Uh, anything on, that can't have a coherent conversation with me like isn't old enough to is useless i'm gonna i'm gonna split hairs here old people yes to have them drone on and have like just like a just be like yeah just like have like somewhat of a conversation with them um babies because of funny baby tiktoks i like funny baby tiktoks like where they're like they run into it like a door, or <laughs> you uh, like America's like, funniest likes, home videos, yeah. <laughs> or they're like they're like smacking like the the high high table and then they like smack the bowl of Cheerios right in their face and like they're, they're 
See, and that does nothing guy, for me. The guy, he, the dad throws just a, a craft single right on the baby's head. I like that. I Jackson, do... you only listed babies getting abused. I hope you know. They were getting hurt, <laughs> Cheerio smacked in the face, dad slapping him with sliced cheese. Tripped by I dogs. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, my favorite one is when that kid comes around. He's not a baby, but he comes running around the pool and the mom's like, what do you got? And he goes, a knife. And he keeps running. That's my favorite. I do appreciate those. I also, there's a podcast out there that I see on TikTok here and there where it's just a dad and his like infant like yeah. uh, uh, child. The, the, the daughter's name's like Sailor or something like yeah. that. She's and they like obsessed just... with flamingos. Yeah, they just do. That's things. adorable. It's yeah, adorable that's great. too. But I do appreciate that old people are more babies like want attention. Old people are like, you can just sit in the same room as them, and if you just pretend to listen to them, they're just pleased that anyone is there. You, they're very easy to please. I think my favorite type of old person is um, the one that you'll start a conversation with, and they will tell you how to get to that place you're having them the conversation with or like you start talking <laughs> about like oh yeah you know like uh we went uh to you know the bar and he's just like oh which one and oh it's here and he goes oh yeah you know there's also a sicko gas station right next to there there's a man he works in there i talked to him once and it's also across the street <laughs> from and you're just like all right we're talking about the town and what streets are on what i love i, I love don't that. know any people like this I no, know like, like three old people that like you get into a conversation and all of a sudden it's less of a conversation and more of them giving you a historical account of yeah. everything that's it, happened within like a, a half mile radius. It turns into like a, a combination of MapQuest and Wikipedia at the same time <laughs> where he's just telling you where things are and but like also like yeah. a little bit of GeoGuessr sprinkled in there. Yeah. Like that seems like Romanian on that side. Yeah. So we're going to get Romania. <laughs> I think my thing with old people, it depends. I have so many old people in my life and they're all so entertaining for different reasons, but my great grandmother. So I've been very fortunate to know most of my great grandparents. Everyone in my family had kids super young, like 20, 21. They're married at 17. I broke the cycle. You're welcome, mom and dad. I have two dogs. That's enough. So um, my great grandmother, who's still alive, like I used to call her I definitely am the favorite great-grandchild. She has to mention now. She told me that. It's fine. But I used to call her weekly, and it would be, like, one minute in. And she's like, all right, that's enough. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> like, she would st- – she my just grandma does that me to, to me. call. But didn't yeah, yeah, my limit with you. No, no, no. I love no, no, that. No. I think yeah, it's like there's, there's a certain age you get. How old is your great-grandmother? She's, like, 94. She's yeah, my 94. grandmother is 97, and she's, like – She'll get like two minutes into a conversation and she'll be like, oh, I'm baffled by the things that you are interested in. So I'm just going to tap out of this conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, this is perfect. Everyone's happy. I talk to you for three minutes about the Minnesota Timberwolves and then we just go our separate ways. But my favorite thing when you get into those conversations where they are baffled, for example, my grandmother and grandfather, my dad's parents live in Florida and they came, they stay with my parents for a month every summer. My parents literally move out of their room. These people move in, whatever. It's it's my dad's parents. They can do whatever they want. So my grandmother, she's kind of hard of hearing, but she's super smart. Never went to college. But like if this woman went to college, she would have done big things. And she's the biggest Jeopardy fan ever. When Alex Trebek died, a part of her died as well. 
So I was talking to her about all the new hosts that they've had. And there was some woman that hosted. I don't know who it was. Do you guys know the woman that hosted or has it been more than one? I don't know. I know Aaron Rodgers did. I don't know. Is that Aaron Uh, Rodgers' girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I just threw that out there. It's definitely not her, but. Don't like her side conversation. But talking to my grandmother, I'm like, oh, who has your favorite Mm -hmm. host been talking about all the people? And she said a woman. And I said, yeah, I don't think women should be doing that kind of work. Just like to see what she said. And she goes, oh, yeah. I agree. And I was like, you are so like, sexist. Yes, it was Katie Kirk. Oh, Katie, and I was yeah. like, yeah, like a very accomplished one. I'm like, yeah, I don't think women should be doing that kind of work. Do you? And she's like, absolutely not. And I just look at everyone else in my family like, she thinks I'm serious. Yeah. And those are my favorite conversations is where like I'm tricking old people and it's really entertaining for me but they're like on the same page with what i'm saying that i'm fake I, met an, saying. I met an old woman during the election that told me that um she's not voting for hillary even though she's a democrat because she believes that um women get too crazy one time a month to run the country <laughs> and this is not like a stand-up like uh, th- there's been stand-up jokes about that about old people saying that i met a real woman who said that to my face and I was like, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. You were like, I can't say that. You can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Oh, it, I did the uh, like. Is anyone else? Anyone else here to like watch that? Those, those are the people that you just have to go along with and just say like, Precious. yep, this is fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I love. That. And then, and then she drove six miles an hour out of the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. <laughs> that is the worst ever. Uh, we need to have, we people. need to put an age limit on driver's licenses. We've talked about this. I agree. We've definitely talked about this. Or but, at least competency yeah. exam. Like I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be an ageist, but like at a certain point, maybe all Americans should have to go to multiple driver's tests. But I think like the red tape already at the DMV or whatever it's called now is just out of control. I don't know logistically how they would do it. I think the test should be like, if uh, you can still take a punch, you can still drive a car. <laughs> But who who if is you, doing the punching? Me? If you are obliterated, I'm saying like uh like gym teacher strength, you know, like a good a, like a big gym teacher. No matter what the age is, he can like like he's like a solid guy. Yeah. Like I'm well, saying here's, like like football coach, gym, football coach gym. Oh, right in the chest, right in the. If you don't <laughs> obliterate into dust, you can drive a car. That could like, stop their like heart, Pat though. Colley I feel like it's a gun. It would not stop. It wouldn't stop your heart if you were young enough and still could drive. That's true. And you're still kicking. Two birds, one stone. We're also just kind of population control. Yeah, population control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we should do the test, um, like on like a video game simulator. If That's actually a good person... idea. If it's good enough for pilots, it's good enough for drivers. Yeah. Let's be if an if an old person, like let's say, like retirement age like you start getting aarp notices like mail um you have to go in and if you can still successfully like place in a race in forza then you get to keep your driver's no i'm no what if it's mario kart i I was just saying i'm picturing (laughs) old people all lined up in front of televisions and they have the white little wii drivers (laughs) driving yeah if you can if you can successfully win a rainbow road in 50 cc here's your license back Renew. Yeah. with a banana peel yeah if 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 uh you know you, you don't get blue shelled you're good 
<laughs> okay, so speaking of driving, in our next topic of our flawless. segment, flawless transitions. Okay, you're on a road trip. What's your audio of choice? Are you podcast or music? You can only choose one for the whole drive. I'm, I'm music, and I'm actually going to narrow it down. I'm like, Pandora changed it, and I'm getting real miffed about it. Wait, Summer do you hit- use Pandora? Only on, only on a, like a long road trip to, for one specific radio station. Okay, go Summer on. Hits, Summer hits of the 90s. They've recently changed it to add in more of like, like pop and like R&B and whatnot. It used to be, I'm wearing a golf glove that I just yeah. got the other day. Just um, it, it used to be just like alternative rock. Um, and now they're like throwing in like Spice Girls and. And you like that or crap. no? No, I don't want that. I want like. Oh, okay. I want like Eve Six. I want Hoobastank. Um, I want Blink-182. I want Dave Matthews band. Okay. I will throw that on, on like a, a, a three to four, a th- three and above our car ride. I will put on summer hits of the nineties. Podcasts. Uh, tell it dunk dog. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts. Okay. Um, that's what I do already. I'm on the road all day. I just listen to podcasts all day. I think music is something that I go to if like, if we're driving like eight hours on five hours of sleep, then I may have to revert to music, but that's like a break glass in case of emergency type situation in general, because I think there's a wide variety of podcasts you can get. You can get, I've found different energies from different podcasts. So if you listen to someone who's very like, like kind of up tempo and like they're constantly going like for example bad friends is one i one i always think of as like a high energy podcast where it's like they're constantly like improvising on top of each other and doing different things and it's very like it keeps you like alert screaming yeah exactly but then if you listen to something else like some of the joe rogan episodes where it's a little more laid back and it's more of just a conversation then you can kind of just lose yourself in that and then there's also so many lanes of podcasts where like I've been listening to like uh, true crime lately. There's one specific one about um, it's like a, a pastor in Indiana who uh, was found murdered with his stepwife, his uh, two stepdaughters and like someone else. They were all found murdered in like the house that they lived in next to the church before a church service on a Sunday morning. And the, only suspect they investigated was his son and the motive was that his son wanted to go to prom and so he brutally murdered his stepmom his dad and his two stepsisters with a shotgun at close range to go to prom and i was like spoiler you guys alert. are fucking dumb spoiler alert what spoiler alert oh that's that's the crime happened in the 80s oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought some he was going to tell us like what happened. No, I some haven't finished it. Around. Some I of, haven't some finished us... it. So, but I think the whole reason the like they prefaced it by being like this is a still open case. Like we still I, don't know who did it. So they never I DVR'd the anyone. 80s. I DVR'd the 80s and I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, fair. I slept walk through the 80s. The true crime ones are kind of weird. I'm definitely not one of these people. Like do you see all these like memes about 
oh, women who like are obsessed with serial killer stuff when they're home alone. And I'm definitely not one of those people, but I, it's kind of funny because I listened to one true crime story and then my friend lives with me and I was like, oh, have you listened to this podcast? And she was like, wait, shut up. She's like, which podcast was it? And I told her the episode and her friend is like a nanny on Cape Cod and nannied for the suspected killer in the podcast. Like it's a story about this guy who killed a teenage girl or they don't know it was a guy, but like someone killed a teenage girl. And then a very similar killing happened on Cape Cod at like Mayflower beach or something. And it's, she nannies for like the wife and through listening to this podcast, figured out that it was the wife's ex-husband. That's like a strange that still lives in the town. And this girl was like, I nanny for you. Like you never thought to tell me that your husband, they're literally making podcasts about how he's a suspected killer. Like, isn't that something? Hey, you're taking my kids to the beach. By the way, my ex-husband might be an ax murderer who killed two girls, just in case he tries to come pick up the kids. What? How? Wow. We should get her on the podcast. Holy wow. <laughs> Can we get the ex-husband on the podcast? Yeah, yeah let's interview my, those kids. My tertiary <laughs> connection to this family that I'm, did I don't you, think the you, girl told the nanny that she knows or told the are family you, are that you she a knows. Fan of true crime? Um, I definitely am into like the Ted Bundy, like though I like the ones that they've already solved. I cannot be bothered with unsolved ones. Let them show up and murder me. I don't care. Solve it, do your job, then let me know what the outcome is. I'm not watching this unfinished BS. You I should just, I can't be bothered. Um, read or listen to I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Mm -hmm. It is about the most prolific uh, serial killer and rapist that California has ever seen. And so here's a, it's a whole fucking story. First of all, it's a great book. Great book. It's like really well-written. She's an excellent author. She died right before the book like was finished. So it was she killed? finished. No, she like oh, okay. overdosed on Xanax. It was like a really tragic, like just like happenstance, like natural causes, essentially. Do you know who Patton Oswald is? Yeah. It's King his ex-wife. Well, not yes. just King of Queens, but holy his shit. Yeah. Ex-wife is the author. What do you mean? Book. Holy shit. That was a good show. Yeah. No, no. I'm realizing that this is, I knew Patton Oswald's wife was uh, died tragically, but I didn't know he was all involved with this. Yes. So oh, yeah, I didn't she, know so they finished the book based on like her notes and stuff and they published it. And then literally like a couple months later, they caught the killer based on a 23 and me profile that matched the DNA. No way. And it was like a former cop from that area. That had been doing oh. it this entire time. So it the whole thing is a fucking wild story. They like republished it with all the new information. Blah blah blah. Oh. Highly recommend it. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. I always have to plug that because it's one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast scene is definitely good. I think there's certain times I agree with what Jackson said. Like if you need a certain energy, there's certain songs that you have to listen to. Some podcasts um, make the drive go slower because it's like you're just like consuming like information that you want to hear. Like some of like, the sports podcasts I listen to, it's just like I'm just hearing like statistics and numbers and people's takes. But like listening to music, I can like just zone out. And then it's like, oh, an hour and a half went by and like I'm almost there. Do you guys know who Tim Dillon is, the comedian? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have you listened to his podcast? 
it's the reason I'm excited to go to work on Sundays because it's like, <laughs> I know I'm going to find something that I didn't know I needed to hate about the world, yep. but I'm going to be told. Yes. So he, two weeks, oh, I think two Sundays ago, he had a podcast about like the minimum wage and the unemployment rate. Did you listen to that one? And he was talking about like Arby's or Sonic or something. And he called, he, I think he called yeah. an Arby's and then called a Sonic and had a guy on the phone. So Tim Dillon shtick from like months ago was the fake business. And that's all his yeah, like yeah. branded stuff. He would just call and pretend to be a commercial real estate person and like try to acquire properties for fake clients. And he was like, oh, I'm training these people. Like they should be thankful. I, I'm getting them prepared for when they have a real client. And I was like, true. And I love that concept. So he called like Art Sonic and he's like, hey, how much does a cook make? And he's like going on and on and on. And he just has the most brilliant concepts. And I've never listened to someone who can talk to themselves. I mean, he has this guy. Um, what's that guy's name? His it's producer. Not Dan. Um, His producer, Ben Avery. Ben Avery is good on Instagram. He actually has a good Instagram too. Um, But his producer just recently got married and he like talks about his wedding and all different kind of stuff about his producer, but his producer like cackles at what he says. So Tim is just like vibing off of his producer. And I think it's one of literally the most brilliant things I've ever heard. And I listened to, I'm not big on the bar stool, like the woman's podcast. It's not because they're women, just like some of them are pretty raunchy and that's not really my style. But there is one um, because we got high in the concept of it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Duncan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go through the alphabet and they'll have like A. It's like anxiety, ass, and alcohol. And they'll go through the whole alphabet with three topics on each one. And they were talking about something. And then they were like, we stand Tim Dillon. Like, we love Tim Dillon. And I was like, this guy is a national treasure if like Rhea from Barstool also yeah. can get on board with him and QAnon members like complete opposite, but they are brought together by Tim Dillon. And I just think he is a genius. He doesn't and, mean half of the stuff he says, and he sold subprime mortgages. He's the reason yeah. most of our parents he, he was couldn't a fucking, sell their house in 2008. He was a fucking Coke addict who sold subprime mortgages. And then he was like, just kidding. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get sober and get into comedy. There you go. And he's my like, favorite thing is he sounds like he sounds to me like his his way of speaking, his cadence is very similar to our former president. And I think that's kind of the allure to me because it's like having a, a way quicker comedic mind behind that cadence really like does something for me. Like the whole when he was like talking about the cashiers at fucking Sonic. And he was like, yeah, you only get paid like four twenty-five an hour. He was like, but you get tips, like $25,000 a year in tips, obviously. He's like, that has to be what they're making, right? Like it, it, at minimum, $25,000 they're conference. clearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, Except it like sounds... if Chris Farley was doing it also. Yeah. <laughs> like if, Chris it's Farley like, and Trump had a child. Yeah, it's like Trump wanted to be a comedian with the things he was doing. And then Tim Dillon is a comedian with the things he's doing. And it's like, they're just two different parallel planes. But super smart. In really wicked smart intelligent. Guy. I would love to just have a conversation with him. And the whole Airbnb thing. I know we're now just talking about someone else's podcast. But they like, he stayed in Airbnb and Joshua. The desert lesbians. Yeah. And they like. Oh, I've heard this one. They banned him from Airbnb. So he started like, like threatening, like, and like, it was all tongue in cheek, but it like turned into this whole big thing. And he just like 
throws around the D word like a whole bunch. And because the other thing is he's gay, so he can get away with saying really yeah. anything. Like as long as he doesn't start using racial slurs, he's pretty much good to go. Yeah. And so he was just letting it fucking fly on these two. And it was fantastic. But they were being like targeted by his fans. Yeah. His yeah. fans were reaching out to them. And then he like ripped on their furniture. They had these chairs that were like not ergonomically friendly. And then he went on Joe Rogan and was trying to trash them. And Joe was like, oh yeah, man, I actually really like those chairs. Like his I Joe think Rogan really good impression <laughs> is so funny too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, man. It's great. It's we got to, we got to get some, uh, we got to get some elk on the Traeger, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's too good. Speaking of our, we have now made it to our last topic that I had planned for our segment. Great job, guys. You didn't even know the topics, but. Post pandemic going out, which event are you attending? A comedy show or a live concert? I've already mm. attended a comedy show. Okay, me too. Concert. Jackson? Concert. I, what concert? Oh, like, like, like which artist? In a perfect world or yeah. like a door? Perfect has world. Some, okay. Perfect world. In a vacuum. Because like you, both of you were like, oh, we already like we already went through the one, and I'm like, I well, have. No okay, so the the ever. pandemic isn't real in Nashville, Tennessee, so that's mm. kind of a different conversation. Or the or the rest of the world, right, Dunk? Right, right. Yeah. Red State Dunk. Woo! Red State Duncan from um, 2024, baby. Yeah. Open up the window. Yell it out. Wait, where does he live Four that he can yell beers. this? Nashville. More beers. Oh, he actually lives in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing. I don't know if anyone knows. I know literally zero about you guys. No, well, he you led you. Kid. He led you astray with the Bruins and the Sox memorabilia yeah. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm I'm a mass hole till the day I die. But Ben Shapiro uh, just moved I also his say y'all now. You have to oh, though. I lived in Houston oh, for two oh. months and I started saying it. I thought you were talking about Tim Dillon's producer because you I only heard Ben and I got all no. excited. But ben no, Shapiro. Ben Shapiro moved to well, he lives in Florida, but he moved his I'm gonna go fucking shit on his doorstep. Isn't he this guy? Well, well, well. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna quote um very no. specific statistics that only back up my point and don't paint the whole picture. I'm white. Uh, but I think people do that on both sides, and I think Oh, everyone I'm, does it. I love anyone who's good at it. I really don't even care what their stance is. If you're good at it, I'm entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I've gotten to a point where it's like everything is a grain of salt, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. The only matter. people I actually listen to are the comedians. Yeah, they have the most poignant truth. Like Dave Chappelle's most recent stand-up. I mean, he has gone away from even being... He is a comedian still, but I think the kids younger than us only know him not as like the Chappelle show where he was yeah. do- playing dice in the alley and like smoking crack. Yeah. They know him as like this really profound balls. wise It's guy. cocaine in a can. <laughs> or when he goes into the classroom and teaches the kids where to get crack and the teacher's like. Yeah. But also I think comedians don't have any incentive to spin things right. a certain way. They're only trying to make it funny. So it allows them to actually just take like what they see is the truth and just dress it up to make it funny instead of dressing it up to spin it to fit a certain to convince agenda. you to convince yeah. you to agree with them exactly i agree hey jackson what's the concert you would go to uh john mayer's dropping an album july 20 uh july 16th Stop. so i would love to go see john mayer he's gonna be at the xfinity center doing uh dead and company mm. Mm. It, or um 
in a perfect world, uh, Dolly Parton. In a perfect world, I'd go back and I'd see the 1969 performance of Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. All right. I don't know. I don't know why I put on video I would, voice. I would. <laughs> All right, folks. I would go back to 1993 to go see that I great band, like... the Oasis, <laughs> play at Nebworth. Have you ever seen Brockmire? Either Thank of you? you? No. Swing and a miss. No. It's. Uh... I know what it is, but I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's the it's baseball announcer. It's, exactly it's uh, Hank Azaria. Talks. Yeah, it's Hank Azaria. It's exactly how he talks. With in it. the swing and a miss outside, Spud Wilson misses for <laughs> his second strikeout of the day. And it seems that I may not be on this network much longer. And there's a swing and a drive. And that'll yeah. Make it oh, yeah, that or nothing. <laughs> he goes, I'm, was that a Reds announcer? Yeah. And uh, the, words, the words I said was, uh, you know, don't line up with and... my family and my values. And uh, I don't know Just... if I'll be speaking on this network again. And there's a swing and a drive deep to left. <laughs> and that'll be for nothing, Reds. <laughs> for nothing, Reds. I do really feel for some of these people, though, where oh, on one hand, you and have no idea what they're talking, what, what we're talking about at any time. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about the right people now. who get canceled. Like you do put yourself out there as a public figure. So in some ways, like you are responsible for everything you say and do. But at the same time, like who I, wants to do these jobs anymore? Narcissists, sociopaths, like the ri risk versus reward. Oh, you guys both would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'm surprised I right now we've been yeah. doing this for like a year. We've said some terrible things on here. No one has even remotely yelled at us. How many viewers do you guys get? We Listeners. are shouting into the void most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I will, uh, give you numbers, uh, when we stop recording. Yeah. 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 Um, just so I don't mess up any advertising deals for you. Tell me off air. Well, yeah, I do want to give a quick shout out to our, our wonderful advertiser, Spiro's Gas Spiro's. Deals. Deals, deals, deals. Gas, gas, <laughs> deals. Gas, deals. Need gas? Come on down. Spiro's, 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 Georgetown. You need gas? We got it. Save money. Use cash. We launder it. Deals, deals, deals. We can also clean your windshield. Deals. Spiro's. Speaking of cancer culture, I think if people, honestly, right now, if people are not listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast, yeah. give it a listen because uh, he is like day by day giving you like a look into what it's like to be one of these canceled celebrities. He's still doing his thing. He is like ironically and like sarcastically and like uh, self-deprecatingly um talking about like i'll never be in a show again <laughs> and then he'll go on to like continue his idea that he had um and he'll like talk about like therapy and like obviously his own struggles but then also like about people like uh, who are his friends like cutting him off but then also the people that have like kind of like stayed by him and everything and talking about yeah. other people that have been canceled that have been texted him and like talked about like what it's like so it with cancel culture being this uh new wave within entertainment and the world honestly and just like media um i don't think anyone has a better like perspective on the inside and is willing to share it much like Dalia does. Cause he's and like, he had took that year off. He has a son. He always yeah. is trying to be like good, but he's also uh, obviously it's very personal too. Cause he'll talk about like, like I said, going to therapy, raising a son, um, you know, this new found like 
180 he's trying to do where he's was a womanizer and now he's like with his fiance has a kid and everything and is like slowly like learning like holy shit like the family thing was like a good thing for him but it's also like the uh like i mentioned the uh like i'm i'm not gonna do a tv show ever again like like oh like remember when i did that special last year that was my last one ever and like he like will talk about like how it's he's kind of like basically known that it's he's telling himself and like his listeners that like it's probably like this is all i have is the podcast now i do think it's it's kind of a a weird microcosm of the way that the internet has shifted the way people do business because it is for a lot of stand-up comedians it's not about getting a tv show or anything like that like tom segura like does those live shows of his podcast and makes money hand over fist and he could say anything show anything do anything because it's people that are his fans already like it's about Mm. like grassroots building a fan base and then like the tim dillons of the world like all those people you're insulated against being canceled because there's like what okay if you don't like it stop listening to me yeah like there's no one above me pipeline yeah, there's no one above me to cancel me, yeah. to like kick me off this show. Like this is my actually... show. Go ahead, Jackson. Oh, sorry, I was just there. The, like you go into like I like watching um, his podcast on YouTube because he'll like say something like random about like whatever, like some sort of uh, non sequitur or something. That Wait, who are we talking from, like, about? Delia, sorry, Delia. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll watch him and then I'll just be like, he'll be like Daryl Strawberry. And I'm like, what does Daryl Strawberry look like again? And then I'll pop like a picture up. So I'll like watch it on YouTube. And the comments are like, I, every episode I expect to see like just massive amounts of hate. His entire comment section, it's, it's either the hate is buried or he truly is like, everyone is like in the comment section is still like, thank god you're back man like i'm so glad like you're figuring it out and it's all positive stuff whether or not the the negativity is buried in the bottom of the comments or like there is no one there like there are those people like the tim dylan crowd the thompson girl crowd that stuck by crystalia and would stick by those people like segura tim dylan fucking bobby lee who any of those comedians they'll stick by them yeah no, that's, that's a really good point. And I think the thing I found the most interesting with the comedians, like you guys have said, is how they have really insulated themselves from the cancel culture. And again, not to be on like the Joe Rogan soapbox, but he has really given so many of these people like a, a launching point. Like there's this younger female comedian, Ali McCoskey, who's like pretty good. Um, but no one would, she was like a regular at the comedy store in LA, but no one, I don't think would really know her unless she went on the Joe Rogan podcast. And now she has like a ton of Instagram followers, start her own podcast. And once they get enough sponsors, I mean, some of these people can fully fund, they don't, you're right. They don't need a TV special. And the other thing they always talk about is like back in the day, you were competing against your buddy for one of these spots. Like, Oh, who's going to get a special, who's going to be on friends or King of Queens. Like who's going to get that spot. And now it's like, oh, there's enough room for everyone and you have a direct pipeline to your fan base. So really, I think the only thing that could shut them down at this point is, well, one, I guess if their sponsors get too nervous, but they have these random sponsors that become pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who who cares? Or like Liquid IV, who has no political affiliations at all. They're literally made for hangovers. 
those yes. Patre- the Patreons that like yep. Aaliyah yep, has yep. no sponsors. He has a Patreon. There are people paying mm-hmm. for his the, Patreon. Like the Stefano and History Hyenas. That was yeah. entirely based on it was just Patreon members. That was where they made all their money. Yeah. Yeah. So if you um, can develop a loyal fan base and get that access, then I think it's a really good model. And I think it's a sustainable model because like you said, Sundays I'm waking up and like people are like, oh, Tim Dillon is my church. Like he'll yeah. repost on Instagram. Actually, I was one of the top comments on one of Tim Dillon's posts. Um, I'll send you guys a screenshot of it later. I got like 160 something likes. I was pretty hey, proud of myself. Ooh, I'm, basic, I'm basically an influencer. So you're welcome <laughs> for coming on here. Well, right, um, so I have one more question. I was just going to say, keep an eye out for the Patreon that we're about to have with Dun- yeah. all Duncan's nudes on. So Yes, <laughs> it's actually the only fans. will not look out for that, but thank you. No, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be me cooking, and then if you tip me, I'll post the nude version. He'll just flip the camera around because he's naked under the apron. Yeah. He'll post the version of Jackson's wedding that it's him making. Yeah, <laughs> on Patreon.com/slash/TrollingStonePodcast. Um, what is your go-to McDonald's order? Oh, I don't. I'm not really a McDonald's person, to be honest. It's the snack wrap from Wendy's. It was. That's the what snack she gets wrap. at McDonald's. Yeah, from the one from Wendy's. I'm like, do you have the Wendy snack wrap? Yeah, ma'am, you're at do you, McDonald's. Do you, when uh, they had them, were you a chicken select fan? No, crispy. No, the crisp, like the long crispy. The long fingers. thing that looks like a fish stick. It's just like crispy and long. Yeah. Yeah, I loved. That was a good piece of chicken. Yeah, no, I like. I like that one. Oh, oh good, is that yes. the chicken select? I thought you were talking. That about was the chicken select. Crispy. It was like the, yeah, 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 they yeah. would come in. They would come in only three chicken strips or five. And uh, uh, that was yeah. that was they a big them back uh, for a minute. Yeah, that was it. a big uh, that was a big Jackson Fritz childhood. Like, why are you serving fish fillets that literally give people explosive diarrhea, but you're not going to have a crispy chicken snack wrap? Are you kidding me? Dunk, how many fish fillets do you think you've eaten in your life? How many McRibs? One of each. No, he said no. zero on the first one. I've oh. had zero fish fillets. I can like with certainty say that. And I tried a McRib for the first time this past year, and it really just was not anything good. You know what that means? What? There's no way you're a true American. You're a communist for not eating <laughs> a fish fillet. <laughs> fucking red. I am a fucking red state, red country, Duncan. Red, blue blooded communist um nailed it dude <laughs> whatever right, do you want to um, do the quick top dying part? yes yeah I, I was i've i've been awake since five in the morning yes with only one cup of coffee well that's on you yeah hold on yeah. let me just tip, let me break out the keurig on the lacrosse field dude yeah you're you ass <laughs> grow up peter pan wait <laughs> really right. quick jackson do your kids know that you have a podcast no, <laughs> don't don't tell them either. I mean, I'm not talking to high school boys across players, but I feel like they would find would find it. I feel like no. I one of my teacher friends posted the other day, like when you are in computer lab and you find the kids like searching your name on the internet. I feel like kids do that. They'll just search random. They'll get bored. Like, oh, I, Jackson. I, well, Fritz. I I dumb not any, I didn't even dumbly do it. They were like, yo, like coach, like uh. Like, did you play college lacrosse? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, where? And I was like, your college. And then the next day they came back to practice and they were like six feet, 185 pounds defense. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. 
got me. They were yeah, like they know your stats. Yeah, secondary education, four games played. And I was like, okay, now you're hurting my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michaela, you have first pick. We're doing a snake draft top five guilty pleasure songs. Oh, let me get mine out. Okay, so I'm starting with five, right? My number five. I'm starting with my number oh, one. It's a draft. Oh, okay. Um, so this is a newer one, and I wasn't going to choose it, but honestly, I've played it so many times it's seared into my brain. So "Good for You" by Olivia Rodrigo. <clears throat> it's a good song. I, though. It is a good song, and I don't really know the story. I've really tried. The girl, the players on my lacrosse team know that I'll always come to practice and be like, oh, you girls see this new TikTok or like the hype house drama. You're like, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, (laughs) and they don't follow it. And one of the girls on my team, well, she's graduating this year, but she was like, coach, literally my sisters are the same age as you. We could be friends. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel young. Like I actively try to do young things. And one of those has just been really immersing myself in the TikTok culture and listening to all these songs that are somehow like connected to the TikTok drama and good for you was just one of those. And I don't really relate to any of the lyrics. Like, I don't think any of my breakups, even when I was cheated on made me feel as angry as this girl is. So I really want to know what happened to her. Um, But yeah. So number one, good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. I saw TikTok last night that it was basically accusing her of stealing the entire like, uh, chord progression and melody and everything oh, from Paramore. I saw that. No, yeah, I saw Oh, I was it like, does sound like a Paramore song. Yeah, but I was like, at this point, like, there's been so many songs made. Why are like, why are we even doing this? Oh, can An ode to Paramore. Good enough. Did I? Did we talk about this last one? I don't think we did. Another side tangent off of this. There's a documentary coming out, being made by, uh, directed and produced by Edgar Wright, and it is about the uh band sparks do we talk oh, about this Dunk? i heard yes it. you guys talked about we this because yes, i heard about did. it from you oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. talked about it that, a lot that, actually that every every pod every pop song ever created was already written by the sparks they just like yeah. they just made they have 25 albums and they've just are like a genius at creating like catchy hooks that somewhere along the lines that most likely someone else even you know, twenty years from now, we'll have a melody that is a ripoff of a Sparks melody. But you do you remember second? in no, really quick? Do it. you guys remember in like music class how they're like, oh, all you have to learn is these three chords, and like every pop song is built off of this. So it's I do the, feel like the one, the four, and the five. So there's like yeah. you go a a through g. The one is a, the four is d, and the five is e. If you play one, four, five in that progression, it's like. It sounds good. It's every, every pop song. song ever. Or yeah, you could so- go one, one, f- one, four, three, like f- two sharp, something like that. You are literally speaking a foreign language to me. Yeah. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to the life of my students. And they're like, Jesus Christ, shut up, dude. It's like literally in Goodwill. Stop playing with like, Legos and teach us. I'm like, MCAS. Equation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I'll, go, you, bud. I'll go second. Um, uh, this song has been stuck in my head like forever. I'd like learned it on the guitar and it's still stuck in my head. It's uh, uh, the song 17 by the band Winger. The chorus, you, it's a good song. It's like an 80s hair metal song. Um, 
the chorus is something along the lines of uh, she's only 17, but that's old enough for me. So that is a uh, song. That's so is stuck. it like guilty pleasure morally? You're like, I, yeah. I'm guilty about this. Yeah, it's no, catchy, I feel guilt. I feel guilt listening to it. It'll get you it. in jail. Um, but it's, it's a great, uh, it, like, it's awesome on guitar. Like, honestly, I hope uh, Angie and the Phalanges, my band, plays it. Uh, you changed your name since last episode. Yeah, we're cow- <laughs> uh, Cows with Guns, rather. Or whatever we formerly are. Formerly known as. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. artist formerly uh, known as Prince. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 17 by Wing. It's a good song. It's like. Uh, Listen, you don't have the, to convince us. In the 80s, I guess the age of consent was 17, maybe. Probably not. Oh, God. Uh, my dad texted me the other day one. and he said, new band name, Ukulele Bonfire. So that's a free one for you. Ukulele oh. Bonfire. Wow. All right. My number one, <laughs> I'm going with Old Town Road. Oh, it's a great one. It's yeah. a TikTok song so aggressively overplayed, but I still love it. I didn't. I don't really listen to the radio ever, so it's still like, if it comes yeah. on, I'm I'm jamming. It probably hasn't sure. been soured for you. That's why it's uh... no, exactly. Um, That's a good and one. Then my number two. This is a snake draft closer. The Chain Smokers featuring Halsey. Yeah, again. That's played really into the one. ground, but it's still still great. Still on my playlist. Yeah. No, it's a really but good But do you one. think your friends would really be like, oh my God, Duncan, what are you doing if they caught you listening to that? I think if we were driving in the car and I put on my playlist and it came on, they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. All these songs are within a playlist and it would be like a double take. Like the guy, the person yeah. in the passenger seat would just like give me like a look being like, really? <laughs> Especially like mm-hmm. you would hear five like Dr. Dre songs and then yeah. Closer by the Chain Smokers okay. comes on yeah. and you're like, excuse me, what? Yeah. We're yeah. like listening to like- uh, Something's out of place here. You, we'd be okay. listening to like Midwest emo in my car and then <laughs> Winger comes on 17 and you're like, all right. Um, my number two- um, Another song we currently already have in the band uh, set list. How You Remind Me, Nickelback Slaps. Yeah. This is how you remind me. Uh, it's an, an unbelievable song. It's powerful. Um, I think uh, when I, I like, it's a big song too. Like there's like a intensity. There's, there's a, uh, what do I want to say? Openness to it. And it's a really, really good song, even though everyone gives shit to Nickelback, which is like, honestly, it's like, like a bandwagon thing at this point. Uh, yeah. At this point, like, give it up. Like, if you are still hating on Nickelback, like uh, 2015 called and they want their joke back. So, yeah, it's um, like the pineapple on pizza. Like, if you're on a dating app and someone's like, oh, what do you hate? Pineapple on pizza. Unoriginal. Next. That you mentioned the office. Yeah, you're moving. dead to me. Yeah, I know. I like the office. Like, change. Chain- Change it up. Be like, you know, I hate uh, babies and old people. Yeah. But not equally. They both have their strengths and weaknesses. You're like, I hate. <laughs> I'm really just trying to think people of words who put that aren't too much really sauce. racist. People who put racist. too much sauce on things. <laughs> um, you're number two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't bring up racism. Um. Okay, my number two. There you go. You can, I hate racists. You don't see that that often. Be like, wow, they really think, stand for something. No, because I think if you put that, people are like, why are you so defensive about this? Like, why do you have to really say that you hate this? That's a, um, that's I a hate great rapists so much. 
No, I said it racist. Really, I know, but it just really grind my gears. It's just like, why are you doing that? What are your um, what are your what are your turn ons? Uh, you know, holding hands, long walks on the beach. What are your turn offs? Rapists. <laughs> and then also on the turn ons, you say catching rapists. Yeah. Uh, bringing rapists to justice. Okay, <laughs> enough. Persecuting rapists. <laughs> <laughs> prosecuting them to the fullest extent of the law. Ousting Bill Cosby. <laughs> okay. I saw this. I saw this like meme today, and it was some girl posting, and she was like, I've recently saw this show where this guy was saying how the time that he met his wife was because he like saw her going into a grocery store and thought she was attractive. And he like worked on cars. So he went and like unplugged, I don't know, car stuff, like carburetor, whatever. He went and unplugged something in her car. He vandalized the car. So then when she came out, he was like, oh, you need help with your car. And the girl was like, I just think there's like steps you could have done before this to meet her. Like say, Mm. hi, how are you? You're pretty. So along the same lines, very rapey vibe. Anyway, my number, I'm at number two, right? Yes, yes, you have two okay. and three. Oh, okay. So do you guys remember the movie? It was from like 2004, 2005, Euro Trip. Yes. It's like not a good movie, but no. scenery of college. We had a snow day. We all watched the movie. And Matt Damon plays like this grunge rock band guy and sings this song, yeah. Scotty Doesn't Scotty Know. Doesn't know. Scotty and it doesn't was know. a banger. The great Scotty song. You can find it on Spotify. Like it, I, it's by oh, a great singing by a band. I've played it, and I have a friend Scott, and we would sing "Scotty Doesn't Know" all the time to him. And I think the premise was like that Matt Damon was like hooking up with this guy's girlfriend, and he's like in the crowd at the concert, and they're just singing it, and the guy's realizing like, oh, I yeah, I didn't know that. It is a great song, but obviously, like if you dive deeper and look for the context of the song, you're like, oh, like it was a made for a bad movie right. in 2004 yeah right yeah still a great song okay. though so that's my number two my number you three remember. is year 3000 by jonas brothers oh no i was just listening to that the other day yeah it's a so good, good one and i had this weird thing when i was younger like when girls when they're younger go to a sleepover everyone would be like who's your crush who's your crush and you don't say like your real crush in your class you say like a celebrity and i always picked Okay, so, like, my celebrity crushes were, like, Drake and Nick Jonas, but not because I thought they were cute, but because Nick Jonas is a type 1 diabetic, and Drake in Degrassi was in a wheelchair, and I just really liked guys who <laughs> had, like, I was, not an able, I was not an ableist. I was, like, the opposite. I was, like, I want to help. And I want to give your hinge you insulin. profile says things I hate ableists. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Nick Turn- Jonas, I want to give you insulin. I want to give you Smarties to get your blood sugar up. Turn on unableists. <laughs> People who need me desperately yeah. <laughs> as their medical proxy. You're going to, this is a, this is a, what is that? Uh, Gypsy Rose. This is going to be that uh, Gypsy I'm Rose obsessed. situation. Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. That's like when you want them. No, that's when you create a problem for them and you yeah. like reap all the benefits. Yeah. I would do that. that was how the mom would say it. Gypsy rose. Gypsy. <laughs> all right. My number three. Uh-oh. Um, 
this is now getting into uh, a certain playlist that goes by uh, a certain name. I will reveal, reveal at the end. But um, Super Trooper, Super Trooper, rather, ABBA. Um, it's in the hit musical Mamma Mia. Great tune. Out of all of them, I think Super Trooper is my favorite, uh, like hands down. It's just like such like it's already not a uh, like masculine song. Uh, it's not a muscular song um, whatsoever. But uh, then with the context of it being like the maybe the number one chick flick of all time, Mamma Mia, it's definitely like if I'm in like the car with the boys and we're going somewhere, somewhere manly. Going to shoot um, guns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, going to the DMV. Going to prosecute <laughs> rapists. Yes. <laughs> going to. <laughs> Duncan loves these jokes way going to too back much. up going to back up chris hansen at uh his tv show that he has um and super trooper comes on <laughs> we're all getting pumped we're just like ooh, testosterone <laughs> and then super trooper comes on i think uh heads are gonna I'm heads are gonna turn picturing you just fucking driving <laughs> to back up chris hansen with the boys <laughs> i'm coming chris <laughs> you keep that pedophile right I'm, in that I'm seat on his tail oh um, all right. Yeah, that was my number, number three. <laughs> is going to be Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. No, come on. That's everyone loves that song. It's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah, but yeah, it's but... not like a fun song to play. So I can see why it'd be kind of weird if you just like it would just be very out with... of character. You know who playlist. you know who really likes Yellow Submarine? Babies, old people. I guarantee <laughs> mm. you. Babies and old people love it's Yellow soothing. Submarine. It's soothing. Yeah, it's like Coco Melon. Oh, all right, uh, Matt. Then... Can you show? Can you show an old person Coco Melon? Would they be? Would have the same effect that like it does on babies? Do you know what Coco Melon is? It's a YouTube channel with legitimate dancing fruit, in the song uh, plays, and it's for I feel like babies. Only for them, a to be... teacher would know that, or a mom, or a mom who's a teacher, or a rapist. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm both. <laughs> I identify as a mom and a teacher. There you go. Mother um, of three. My number four is I would walk 500 miles. And I would Another walk great song. The Proclaimers. 500 more. Or maybe just all the songs I like are so- bad songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think but that, that is 500 miles in How I Met Your Mother was really popularized. Did you guys yeah. watch How I Met Your Mother? Some of it, no. Oh, whatever. If... All of your listeners, if you guys watch How I Met Your Mother, you got that. Um, <laughs> I just had, well, I just had, okay. Um, again, this is on this playlist that I keep to myself. Um, it's Defying Gravity from the hit <gasps> Broadway play, Wicked. Stop. Defying Gravity, when I'm alone in the car it's dark out i'm i'm belting defying gravity first and then it's a close second popular i love those two songs from wicked those are my favorite two songs wow and i i saw um wicked off broadway like two years ago a tear came to my eye during defying gravity it was just like it, it wasn't like it was sad or anything it's just it's just immense and beautiful 
but Defying so, Gravity is a powerful song. T- probably around the same time that you saw it off Broadway, I saw it on Broadway, not to be an elitist, but that's just how it goes. And around Christmas time, I dislikes was- elitists, <laughs> elitists <laughs> and ableists. Um, I had been singing, I would be like, it's time to try to find, and I'm just like in my mom's kitchen cooking. And she's like, why are you singing that? And I'm like, it's just like a, a song I'm singing. She's like, like, how do you know that? How do you know that song? And I'm it's like, like the number one Broadway play. ever. Yeah. She's like, how do you know that song? I'm like, I don't know. I've like listened to the soundtrack. She, little did I know she had got us all tickets to see Wicked on Broadway. And she thought, she thought I was like taunting her like, I'm gonna be popular. I'm gonna go to the show, and I already know you got me it for Christmas, you bitch. Wow. I already know the gift that you got me, yeah. And she the thought runs. that I was just like putting it in her face, like singing the little songs around the house. And when I yeah. open them up, she's like, That's why I was being so weird because I thought you knew. And I was like, No, I just sing show tunes when I clean. I'm like Cinderella. So, so that's my, my whole story. My, uh, I have another song in here, but it's probably going to be on an honorable mention. But um, I have a Spotify playlist. It is called Show Tunes. I don't like anyone to know that I like. That's the title of the playlist. And there's like 10 good that's show tunes. Like Les Mis, uh, Burlesque is in there. Chicago's in there. Um, oh, you're really deep into show tunes. Company. Company's, oh Company's oh, a sadder oh. one. Yeah. Oh, hello. How about when Sarah Bareilles sings that song Waitress or whatever from Waitress? Do you know the one I'm talking about? I haven't seen Waitress, but I I know the story of of Waitress. I just haven't seen it. Does your fiance like Broadway or is this just a you thing? Okay. Oh, no. she. Not that it would be weird if you liked it. She was in theater in in high school. Well, when I went off Broadway, it was with my father and my brother and not my fiance. They were like, look at this little gay family yeah <laughs> they're so quaint just a family of gays no everyone's like um, giving a gaggle of gays. your dad like you're raising your sons right yeah it's, they it's, think he's just a sensitive dad who's like bringing you guys to broadway yeah like, well we did uh, we did we all had matching um uh, berets and ascots so um we definitely gave off a vibe when we were walking there's a, some lovely alliteration you could use with the word family but i'll let the listener figure that one out Oh. Um, is okay. it? It's Pride Month, I think so I can't say it. I think it's yours, Michaela. You're four. Am and five. I doing four and five? Yeah. Okay. So my number four is this song "All Your Exes" by Julia Michaels. Do you guys know this song? Is that, is that the all one your that exes? all your exes live in Texas? No, it's this newer song by this girl, and it is psychotic. Like the no, first time. No, no, I have, I have heard. It's a country song, right? No, just no. listen, just listen. So this girl sings this song. She's a really talented singer, but I heard it come on and it was really catchy. And it, you know, when you don't really listen to the words at first, because the melody is just so great and you're just into it. And I'm like singing it. And I'm like, I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. And it's like literally this girl going on and on about how her current boyfriend, she wishes he never dated anyone else and she wants him to die. And I was singing it and I was like, this woman needs to be evaluated for help. You all of a sudden came to like a moment of clarity and you were like, like what am I saying? <laughs> yeah. You're, and then you're like, Psychotic. you're yeah. like, he says it's 17 is old enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> 
You had to like, like quickly say like second. three Hail Marys in the car and like I just felt statutory, baby. Yeah, I felt bad singing it. I was like, I can't support this unhealthy relationship that this another, girl has. Another uh morally gray area. Yeah. We finish each others. Thick cheese. <laughs> Uh, your fifth one. Okay, my fifth one is No Scrubs by TLC. And I have a very specific reason for why this oh. is a guilty pleasure is because when this came out, what grade were we in? Like negative third grade? I don't know. Yeah, this is like 93 or like 92. Like, okay, so it's like before we're even born. But when yeah. it comes back, I'm like in middle school. My mom's driving like me and my friends to like our lacrosse game in a minivan. And we're like, I don't want no scrubs. Like, we are scrubs. We're literally getting driven in a Honda Odyssey to our practice <laughs> in like knee high socks. We are the scrubs and we are just singing like, yeah, I hate all these men. So that's why <laughs> today I still just don't feel right about singing that song because I feel like it's kind of rude to men in general. And I don't like that. So we deserve it though. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Duncan, don't be so self-deprecating. You don't Pretty have so. to be one of these men with white male guilt. Oh, I don't have white male guilt. It's just I regular just guilt. It's that, just yeah. regular. It's just, it's just regular Irish just ex- guilt. existential guilt. <laughs> Irish Catholics have the most guilt of anyone. Yeah. It's like bred into you as soon as you're That's born. the other thing we didn't bring up about my grandmother is they are a very Irish Catholic family. And every it'll be a three-minute conversation and she'll just say one sentence and it'll make me feel guilty for two weeks. Yeah. You know, like like a true grandmother does. Yeah. Um it's my <laughs> talent. <laughs> My number she five, um, I did a quick change for this because, uh, Michaela, you brought up year 3000. Mm. Um, I'm going even back further to an earlier pop star. Um, I'm talking about Aaron's party. Come get it. <laughs> oh, the, the, okay. the uh, I would say the uh, pinnacle of Aaron Carter's career. Um, um, is his OnlyFans account right now? I would say Aaron's party come get it is a little bit better than how I beat Shaq or his current only fans. <laughs> um, so or my fifth pick desperately masturbating on a couch. Yeah. Uh, it's a close <laughs> second. Uh, it's a, the close second is um, his meth use maybe. Um, but Aaron's don't kick party a man come- while he's down. Jackson. Aaron's party. Well, I think he was or while kicked. he's jerking off. He was <laughs> kick- kicked in the teeth. Yeah. He was curb stomped. Um, yeah. So it's Aaron's party. Come get it. Um, okay. I had also okay. a DVD too. Like I think I mentioned last episode, and, um, a DVD that I was uh, very happy to have. And I probably burned a hole in it uh, when I was like six out of the amount of times I uh, watched. <laughs> just, just watched. That's all I did mm. with the DVD. Um, Duncan. <laughs> With my last pick, I'm taking Electric Love by Bjorn. <laughs> I oh, love that song. I actually love like Electric Love. More. I like the <laughs> lightning in a bottle part. Yeah. No, it's just a it's I a fantastic know. song. It's a really good like like sunny day. Like you got out of work early for some reason and you're like driving home and you're just like I your hands great. out the window and you're doing yeah. this yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the, the highway. Yeah. yeah. And then your I hate whole their arm up to the elbow gets taken off and you're like, well, <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> then, like, I date- then I want to date you because you lost your arm. Yeah. 
Let me like, feed you. Oh, prime Let me material. <laughs> you need me. Um, honorable mentions. You're like, uh, do you hate rapists? Because I hate rapists. <laughs> this girl. My she honorable mentions. And doesn't like rapists. Um, honorable mention. Oh. You haven't seen The Last of Me yet from Burlesque Chair. Great tune. Um, movies by the band Alien Ant Farm. It's just a horrendous song, and I don't know why I like it. Um, and anything from Huey Lewis in the news, because he yep. is not good either. Yep. <laughs> just this whole uh, discography. Um, honorable mentions. Uh, build me up buttercup. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, well that's overplayed. actually a good song as well. Well overplayed though. Call yeah. me maybe. Still <sighs> still gets the blood pumping. Oh yeah. Uh, even better one though. Uh her other hit that was I really, 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 really like, like you. you. Yeah. Do you like me? And then Tom Hanks. <laughs> I like you. Tom Hanks in the music video. And then lastly, Desperado by Rihanna. Not really a guilty pleasure song, just an absolute heater. Is that just Desperado? Sitting in a sitting in a old, old, old Monticado. Yeah. Any I didn't know I was mentions? supposed to. I didn't know I was supposed to prepare them, but I definitely have some okay. off the top of my head. Um, that song that's like, man, I feel like a woman. Mainly because um, I feel like only men Shania Twain. sing it. Yeah. Shania, Shania Twain. Twain. Yeah. My roommate, I have a video of my roommate blacked out singing it at karaoke. Yeah. Only <clears throat> 10 men. Out of 10. It was made for men. It wasn't made for women. Um, that one. And then that cast, is it Cascada? Every time we touch. And every time we touch, I get excited. Yes. yes. And both that of reminds- these shout out, actually, my phone is literally on 3%, but that's okay. I have an iPhone one. But um, my friend who is friends with, played baseball with Billy Keen, Brandon Gallahue, also in Marine Corps, him and Dickie are also friends. This kid love those two songs and he is just the type of person his energy is contagious and we had something called morning formation at mass maritime and we had like i i'm not gonna they weren't a bad school band but like the high school i came from had the national championship marching band so compared to that this was like c-list you know band and every morning at morning formation they play like the national anthem and patriotic songs but on fridays they would play like legit pop songs. My roommate was actually played like the triangle for them or something. And on Fridays, you'd be marching out and they'd be like, and everyone on Friday at mass maritime is like, let's go. It's the weekend. And everyone is just marching like, and it's probably one of my best college memories. It's like standing, watching everyone marching out just like in the same in the same vein as that, the the Cascada song, there's one, um, it's, I think by like Vanga Boys, and it's the boom, 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 boom. I, I want, want you in there. Great song. <laughs> there's another one. Um, oh, I can't remember. The, there's another. It's like, they're like European, like yeah, techno bands. Like that bad movie Will Ferrell made where yeah. he's like an ice skating pop star or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's combining like two like, movies. Like the like, Eurovision, like, or they're like, they're like Euro techno, yeah. yeah, like artists that have like one song, like Cotton Eye Joe fits into that, like, mm. like the weird, Vibe. like the house, like, yes, absolutely. Like that music is, is, is Hold incredible. On. I have to, <laughs> all right. Well, um, 
what a fucking episode that was. Mm. Um, Michaela, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This conversation flowed very naturally. I think you guys are great at what you do and keep doing it. Never give up your passion. Thank you. That was the sweetest thing a guest has ever said to us. I've given up a long time ago, but thank you. uh, (laughs) We apologize for constantly talking over you. Um, That's just sort of the the perils, the pitfalls of uh, such a a time, such a conversation. Um, And I'm sure if you hang around Richard and Billy, uh, you're used to it. So, um, but other than that, is there anything you'd like to say to our, uh, to the void? before you before we wrap things like up. to scream into it yeah to the point, i would say <clears throat> that more conversations like these that are just fun and get you thinking about random things need to happen i think long-form conversation does not exist enough in society and we take quick sound bites of things and that's what we judge people off of i didn't know either of you at all coming into this conversation but we found so many things that I don't know that we had in common, but that we all find interesting. Well, and I think we all hate rapists. So, we all, you know, yeah. <laughs> and want it prosecuted. And also, I think we all feel deeply for Duncan's grandma's um, colon cancer issues. Yeah. The two, that, the two hills I'll die on no rapists, no colon cancer for grandmas specifically. For grandma. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what about rapists with colon cancer? All for it, baby. <laughs> Heads will roll. Oh, fantastic. Well, we appreciate you coming on again. Yes, um, thank you. And uh, uh, this has been the Trolling Stone podcast. This has been Jackson. Fuck, man. Keep it sleazy. And I'm out. Peace out, you fuckos. And also, shout out Spiros. Gas. Gas. Deals. Deals. And the spot. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to talk away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell begging Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now run. Get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day. <laughs>